Rolling, we are rolling, rolling, <laughs> rolling, because it's, yep, guys, it's Monday, and that means it's time for a brand new edition of the Bid Nerds. Hello, everyone. My name is John Polnick. I am the host of Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids, Bring a Trailer, and all the other popular and not-so-popular auction websites, uh, along with my partner, Michael Deeb, who, hey. acts, who is actually in the same city as me for a change yeah. usually i'm in vegas I'm he's in the bay but uh he's actually here how's it going michael deep good man it's good to be in vegas i drive in yesterday and big sky cold desert air it's nice yeah it's uh, well welcome back we're glad to have yeah. you back here uh you know everywhere else in the country seems to be going through massive cold snaps not that it's it's not particularly warm here for vegas that's for sure yeah. but uh you know we're going to be reviewing i know at least two cars in the northwest very near to my right. home where i'm from and uh, i right. know they got like two feet of snow over the weekend so yeah. geez louise all right well let's get to uh let's get right to what we do here this is yeah. your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars on cars and bids and bring a trailer we discuss all the cars that we think are are cool or not so cool or just worthy of talking about for one reason or the other and then we make predictions on as to what we think these cars will actually sell for or sometimes not sell for when they hit the auction block uh, and when they close today Uh, but before we get to today's cars which includes some pretty cool stuff like a Cayenne uh, manual and a uh, boy what's uh, there's the 40th anniversary that's our star car of the day Uh, before we get to those uh, we are going to talk about our predictions from Friday because we do keep track we don't just like willy-nilly throw some numbers out there and they have no accountability we just never review we're like oh yeah it's gonna be this and then we don't you know <laughs> check ourselves that's what we do here so uh michael Deeb, why don't you tell us really quickly the cars that we reviewed on friday and we will talk about what they auctioned for so i think our star car on friday was that um country club special the 2006 aston martin db9 volante uh, this car looked black, but it was actually dark, 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 dark blue metallic, which was really cool. And it had a six-speed manual. And I'm telling you, JP, in the modern era, there are few to no choices about getting you know, a two-seat convertible roadster with a V12 rear-wheel drive and a six-speed manual transmission. Mercedes doesn't make it. Ferrari doesn't make it. I mean, you've got to go to Aston Martin. So this car is cool and, and kind of holds its own unicorn status i mean they still make cars quite like this and and they're just really interesting that being said they're horribly soft in the secondary market this was likely a two hundred thousand dollar plus car uh and you and i guessed uh pretty close to it although it did exceed both of our bids i said 45 you said 47 the car sold for fifty thousand dollars uh so jp you got the win on that one out of i think south florida somewhere down Mm, there mm, Um, mm. you know in the sunshine state so just a really Really nice car, and and absolutely That's a Denver. I mean, the, that oh, it was where. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was just a little old school refer- reference. You said the Sunshine oh, yeah. State, Denver, the Sunshine yeah. State. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry, so, to throw uh, it in the, there. <laughs> we jump over to cars and bids, JP, and we found a, a, a true unicorn, a car out of France. This is a 1988 Citroen uh, Du Chevaux. Uh, I think this car was in Portland, Oregon, if I remember correctly. Um, and just interesting because. Uh, First of all, they made this car from, like, the design of this car goes back to pre-World War II. Uh, and, and they've been building this car since the late 40s all the way through, I think, 1990. So 1988 would be, like, one of the last years this vehicle was still in production. And as you can see by the images, largely unchanged. Uh, 600 cc's. Um, this was a horizontal two. So it's basically two pistons punching each other. Um, and it's air-cooled front-wheel drive, just ragtop, super, super old-school, very European, and very rare on our shores. Uh, I guessed 15, you guessed 16, which is a solid bid. Turned out to sell for 15, and I got my second-ever Yahtzee on this, like, novelty car. Um, But totally hilarious. Uh, Wow. I I lucked into that one because we were really blindly guessing on the value of this. We were just reading the tea leaves. But congratulations to Doug DeMiro for selling an unusual car. Um, you know, clearly enthusiast cars from the 80s and 90s are his forte and that platform's forte. To see something as unusual this on cars and bids, uh, I thought was worth uh, covering. 
And then to see that it actually sold uh, makes, I think, you and I both happy for him and the future of that platform. Sure. Uh, jumping back over to Bring a Trailer, we looked at an 84 Volkswagen Scirocco race car. Uh, it's funny how this car upset you because you think if that car is running, <laughs> it should be on the road. Uh, I, I thought it was cool that somebody would actually campaign an old Volkswagen, a front-wheel drive Volkswagen on the track. Uh, the, the silhouette of this car, uh, this Gigaro design, I, I just... You and I both love this. This is one of our favorite cars. One of the two of us needs to buy one one of these days. Uh, but anyway, I said 9,000. You said 8,000. We were really shooting in the dark. There, there's no book to go on when a car is turned into a race car. This car sold for $11,851. Again, the, the amount of expense that somebody puts into this as a hobby has, has grown so uh, high. Um, roll bars and safety equipment and fire equipment and radios and all this stuff. Um, this is not a, a, an inexpensive hobby. So even at 12 grand, this is an, a very inexpensive cash out. So congratulations to the new owner. I hope he's out there using it. Um, I won that one as well. Uh, and then we looked at a 2006 Porsche 911 Carrera on P car. Um, just an interesting, no nonsense uh, 997 Carrera. Wasn't this an S uh, JP or was this, uh, this a base? was not? This was a base one, yeah. Base car. Yeah. Um, had 18 inch wheels that were very similar to the 19 inch Carrera Classic wheels that you and I both adore. I think you have a set on your current cab, your 997 cab. Uh, just a really good looking car. I said 35. You said 31. This car sold for $33,750 on P-Car Market. So congratulations to P-Car Market for- That's that's uh, big money another, for P-Car Market. That's, yeah, that's big money for another, that car, and that's great to see a car that uh, actually yeah, brings the money. And that car's all the money right there for a yeah. base. Uh, if this were an S, we could uh, e easily expect this car to be around 40 grand uh, with the manual transmission, mm -hmm. uh, a two-wheel drive, and that beautiful colorway um of the uh of that what, what was the name of that do you remember the seal gray what what are we talking about the yeah, color? Like a yeah. Seal gray. yeah it's just seal gray <laughs> that's one of those there weird times where porsche didn't come up with some like azurothitis something yeah, pulling right. it's like yeah. how many syllables <laughs> whoever names these colors i think gets oh paid God. per syllable so Absolutely. the longer the name they can come up with the better all right what's it's next? like taxing a truck with multiple axles the more the more <laughs> right. axles it has you know yeah. so and then the last car of the day uh was really cool and again i for our viewers uh it's a 1987 porsche 944 s that was in um uh, Southern California, uh, reasonably low miles, JP. I think this car had like 43,000 miles or 53,000 miles. Yeah. Again, that similar dark gray. It had a black dash, but had light tan seats. Um, no modifications, no stories, no accidents, no problems, just a no nonsense. And now the S uh, makes more than the 150. This is close to 190 horsepower. Um, and I had been comparing this car all week to that Alpha GTV6 that brought nearly 40 grand. And I kept saying, we're looking at a Porsche it's arguably a better performing car in every category that's not going to bring nearly as much money as that unbelievably uh, well-kept example of that Alpha, which are still fragile and temperamental cars. So the Alpha brought 37 and sold out of Palm Springs. This car, not that far away in Southern California. Uh, I said 23. You said 25. This car sold for $19,815. I mean, that is like half the price. And it's it's not twice the car, but it's the same category of car. It's the same era. It's got more power, better performing, more reliable, uh, more recognizable in every way. But uh, man, that Alpha, it just goes to show you what an incredible result that Alpha was and what an unbelievable bargain, even with 944s moving in the right direction. I think a wise buyer bought this car. Completely fantastic buy for this guy. Under 20 grand. I am jealous. I'm not in a position to buy it myself. I would have loved to take that car home. Really cool. Uh, clearly, the reason why the Alpha sold for so much more was because of the driving video there. Uh, you know, the, the Alpha video, <laughs> the point. driving video on the Alpha was spectacular. He was out on the Angeles Crest. He was driving correctly. His steering wheel, uh, you know, discipline was correct. He wasn't just like one hand yeah. kind of under was, and the other one I, resting on the gear shift lever. Nothing pisses me off more than seeing that. J JP, he was, uh, he, that car was in Arizona, uh, was actually, no, it was in Palm Springs. I don't know. Was he mm. on the Angels Crest, you think? It looked like some kind of California road. It sure looked yeah, like Yeah, it, it was great, great yeah. video. Hey, just to recap the week, JP, uh, I, I, I tore it up on Friday. I had four yes, wins you did. and a Yahtzee. But you had an incredible week uh, with one day with nearly a flush, I think. Uh, so anyways, you finished with 14 wins to my 10 wins. We had one draw and we each had a Yahtzee. So it was just a, a, a great, uh, a great week. Um, I you really rallied in the end to try to I catch up, man. Yeah. 
uh, to salvage a week out of nothing. But uh, anyways, onward and upward. Here we go. New All fresh, right, everybody. And we're Porsche heavy today, so this will be Very Porsche heavy, and we uh, are okay with that. we got a bunch of interesting Porsches today. We have my <laughs> Porsche coming up on BAT tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about that in a little bit. Um, this is your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars and cars and bids and bring a trailer. Um, we th- So we this is the portion of the show now where we're going to get to today's cars. The car- These cars that we're going to discuss right now are going to be sold on the auction block today. They're either going to yep. sell or they're not. They're auctions end within hours of this program. So it's down to the nitty gritty. Let's see what <laughs> cars we got to talk about today. There was some really interesting stuff. Yeah. So our star car, JP, you uh, pointed out was the 2004 Porsche 911 40th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, every 10 years, Porsche puts out an anniversary car uh, that is a special edition uh, sometimes these cars are numbered like they are in this case. And um, and usually they have just uh, a lot of uh, bespoke features, uh, even if it's kind of a parts car, uh, because they're borrowing parts from other cars. They, they make something that is unique in the marketplace. So what we're looking at here is the final year of the 996. So that means we have a 3.6 liter flat six that is now water cool with a six speed manual transmission. What makes this car interesting are these 19 inch bespoke uh, the wheels are not chrome. They actually, they call it a ball polish. And so they polish the metal until you get this sort of 18. sheen to it. They're, they're, yeah, they're not quite. Oh, they're 18s? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought they were 19s. But anyway, <laughs> uh, beautiful red four-piston brake calipers. You've got the narrow body um, uh, of the 911, but you have the GT3 rocker panels and the 996 turbo front clip, uh, you know, for the grill. So this car is kind of a little Frankenstein put together with these other pieces. Uh, the color of the leather interior is also unique. It's not black. It's like this dark, dark gray. And what we see in the uh, in the center of the seats and on the steering wheel is perforated leather, uh, which was not common or even an option, I think, uh, to any of the other 911s. So, uh, you know, from even a driver's standpoint, the pieces that you're using, uh, you got the sports steering wheel, thicker grip. Um, you've got the uh, perforated leather. Everything you interface with is is really unique. And most of these cars, if not all of them, came with the sports seats, the Sports Speed Plus, which have these heavy bolsters up in the shoulder. Although it looks like this one doesn't have it. So mm-hmm. most of them have it. This one does not. So it's kind of rare to see one that doesn't have the sports seats. But I, I, I love this car. The other thing, and the thing that really caps it off, is these cars got the X50 Power Pack, which added another uh, 25 horsepower or something. So you're talking... A, one of the lighter weight cars it's a narrow body two-wheel drive uh coupe with an extra 25 horsepower so you're talking now 345 horsepower it was probably a 3100 pound car 3200 pound car six-speed manual the ims bearing has been done in this car jp um done with ln engineering's ims bearing which i think is is good with a new rear mm-hmm. main seal our car out of st paul minnesota which is a terrible place to go in february to pick it up has just fifty-two thousand original miles the car is sitting at like thirty-nine thousand dollars on 10 bids um i think this car still has a little room to go because these have been one of the bright spots uh that this and the c4s's have been pulling 996 values out of the dumpster fire and and up into the real world where now you have to pay decent money. There's still a fantastic value in the used 911 marketplace, uh, but they're not the screaming deal they once were three, four years ago. So what do you think the future is for this car today? Yeah, I mean, and we're even seeing narrow body uh, 996s uh, starting to come up too. We haven't seen a lot of narrow bodies hit BAT or uh, cars and bids or even P car market. Um, we've seen some early some dot ones with the arrow kits right. and stuff and those have yeah, brought more money yeah with the tacos on the back uh <laughs> we've seen some of those bring some just crazy high numbers we're talking like high 20s low 30s right. which is nuts right. for a dot one um right. so to see you know that now the anniversaries we have seen quite a few of these come through and they do seem to be fetching all the money i love this one i'm not in love with where it is because of the corrosion on the road you would think that whoever owns this car probably not driving in the winter so the corrosion probably isn't a big factor um you know but but this it's got the right amount of miles and it's got the maintenance that you would want having the uh you know having the ln uh, upgrade is a big deal Um, so yeah i mean this car really isn't a sweet spot um i yeah the the brakes i i don't think they're supposed to have red brakes um so that is so so they painted those yeah pick and pull swap right yeah yeah i mean it's easy enough to paint them and i think it looks good uh i do i you know i 
really don't like the polished look on the on the MYO2 18-inch wheels. Um, I yeah. prefer the the matte finish, but that's all right. I love that 911 badge, and I and like you yeah. mentioned, the perforated uh, the perforated interior, the the steering wheel, yeah. uh, and the gear shift lever, and the steer and the actual seats. They just actually I don't know if these seats were perforated. I, they're supposed to be. But uh, we should go back it's and look at that. Some weird stuff. The rear white yeah. paper is cool. And that, that 911 badge, that bottom bar should say uh, 40 Jahar. And I think right. Jahar is anniversary or year. I think it means year in German. Yeah. So 40 year anniversary. And then inside um, on the bottom of the center console in front of the gear shift lever should be another logo and have the number of the car. Uh, and I, any numbered Porsche is destined to be collectible, whether you like the car or not. Um, and so these are these are just really neat. And I, I was loosely aware of these cars. And, and as you and I kind of got to work together over the last three years, you kept bringing this car to my attention. And now I can't get this car out of my conscious crawl space. <laughs> um, I am going to own one of these, and I'm going to own a 944. Those are probably going to be like the next two 911s I wind up buying. Um, I am. I'm head over heels. I can't wait to, to buy one of these cars. 50,000 miles would be right where I'd want to get a car in that like 45 to 65,000 mile range. I don't want a 100,000 mile one, and I sure don't need a sub 30,000 mile one. But um, my car has to have the sports seats or I'm not going to spend the money on it because I'm going to drive the living daylights out of it. That's for sure. Yeah, and you can find sport. You can find the sports seats on the secondary market uh, if you find a good deal on one of these that uh, you can just swap them out or something, or put some Mercado yeah. Sportsers, even better. Uh, all right, well there it is. Uh, where do you think this thing's going to land? Where's it at now, and how much time we got? Okay, so we've got a little time left. I think all our auctions are kind of slow. So this one's got an hour and forty minutes to go. It's at thirty-nine thousand dollars on ten bids. I think this car is going to be forty-six thousand dollars and sell on bring a uh, bring a trailer out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, if it doesn't get to my number, it's because it's St. Paul. I, I, the bearing and the stuff is a three, four thousand dollar deal, so the money's been spent on this car. It's it's a good one. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna say thirty five, just because it's Monday. Uh, no, no, no it's I, at thirty nine, buddy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you said what did you? What was your bid? Forty six was my forty six. I meant I meant. F- I meant uh, 45. Sorry. I was going to 1,000. Okay, gotcha. All right, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, 45. And I sure hope it goes, you know, I, I w- it wouldn't hurt my feelings to see this go for way, way more because I own a 996 narrow body. I don't have a 40th anniversary, but uh, uh, I definitely like the idea of uh, our 996s creeping up. That's, uh, that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Okay, All let's right. jump over to cars and bids. And I selected a car today to whet our audience's mm-hmm. appetite for tomorrow when your Cayenne, your E1 manual base Cayenne that is just in seriously sick trim with the uh, delivery that you put on it. This was really interesting because what we're looking at here is a 2011 E2 platform car out of Monroe, Washington. This has 100,000 miles on it. It is a base car. It's a 3.6 V6. Those make 300 horsepower and have about 273 horsepower. Um, or 273 pound foot of torque, but it's got a little carriage on it. And uh, Demiro says it's got a little lift kit on it as well. JP, is it, would you confirm that that looks like it's lifted? Yeah. It, I'm it, not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, it doesn't really look like it to me. If it does, it's uh, why very... would you? Why would you lift it and not put knobby tires on it? it, it you know, well, it does. Like... It does have the knobby tires. It just doesn't have big knobby tires. It looks like it has right. So the same size, it? yeah. Uh, if you're going to go lift, yeah, go a little bigger. Because the biggest tire you can put on one of these is 265, 65, 18 uh, in the knobby yep. configuration. And that, I would guess, is what those are. Why wouldn't you right. go the 275 or even stuff a 285 in there if you're going high? If, I don't know. If it's you weird. lifted it. So if yeah. this is lifted, it's barely lifted because it just it almost looks like it might be stock. So anyways, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, study this one too hard because we were on the road yesterday. Mm-hmm. In any case, 100,000 miles, manual transmission. That's the big seller here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy has spent a little bit of money to give it kind of some off-road cred, uh, but not nearly as wild as some of the modified cars we've seen come to market in, in arguably, JP, just the last like 18 months. Um, so it's neat to see this car on Cars and Bids. Um, it's neat to see this car in the marketplace. E2 platform uh, Cayennes with manuals, I'd argue, are even rarer than the E1s. JP, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and yeah. this car's gotten some love. Ready at $23,000 on third bids. Uh, what do you have to say? 
Yeah, I mean, it's weird the si- the tire size that he went with. I don't know if you guys noticed. I just zoomed in. He went with a 255, 5519. Right. I mean, it's a bigger wheel, but uh, the width, he could have still gone with 265. And if it's higher, he could have gone way bigger than that. And it would have looked really cool, especially with those 19-inch wheels. Um, usually when you put off-road tires on a, on a rig, you want to kind of stick with an 18-inch wheel or even smaller wheel if you're actually going to do any off-roading with uh, because you don't want to... You don't want to you don't want a low sidewall when you're doing any kind of off-roading because you don't want to rock hitting your wheel and putting a crack in one of your aluminum wheels and then right. losing uh, losing pressure in your wheel and then uh, now you're stuck. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, you know, manual transmission. Now, th- the powertrain in this is I- is basically identical to the previous, the E1 version. Uh, it's just yeah. basically everything looks different. That interior is so much better uh, than the E1. Uh, the sea of beige is hideous, uh, not unlike yeah. my own. Uh, and I think this one's made worse with some uh, awful wood trim again not unlike my own if this interior uh, were all black it would be super dope um, and uh, oh, yeah be bringing more money too you know and one thing too the other thing is that the shifting lever the shift lever on these E1s or I'm sorry E2s even though they're basically this the same guts they do shift better because the actual lever is shorter uh, and that was the oh, modification nice. that we did to mine we just shortened the actual lever and it uh, and it just makes it feel so much better. The, uh, the, from the factory, the E1s have a really long throw, and it just, I don't know. Throw, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, the, e, the E2s, uh, as nice as they are, they are just not as... Uh, robust as the E1s. I mean, the e, the E2s have a lot more plastic. They're just not as rigid. They they just don't take to actual off-roading very well. Not that I would expect the person who buys this is going to be off-roading at all. Um, you know, maybe they're going to the ski lodge or whatever. This car uh, is where I... This car is like literally 15 minutes from where I grew up. Um, really? Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. Cool. I grew up in uh, like uh, in between Snohomish and Monroe, out in a little lake called Lake Rosker. So this truck has probably been out there. Uh, anyways, yeah, I love this thing. I love to see. You know, you very rarely see the E2s with a manual because they only did it for two years, only in the base. No GTSs, uh, no S's, no turbos, no Trans Siberians, none of that stuff. Um, so they did it for a couple of years, and then by 2014, that was it. No more manuals um, in any Cayenne at all. So wow. uh, I like this car. Uh, you know. Know, again, it drives very similar to the previous one um, in this configuration. Uh, having driven both back to back, I can attest to that. Uh, but definitely a nicer interior. Where do you think this thing's going to land? JP, I really have no idea. So it's at nearly $23,000 on 30 bids. Lots of action. Yeah. Uh, it is still on cars and bids. Uh, mm-hmm. So you have to wonder. Sometimes uh, cars and bids can have a lot of action, but not a big flurry at the end. And and, and it's just tough to say it has a hundred thousand miles but it's the rare stick so i'm saying 26 but it feels like a conservative bid correct me with your bid what do you think what do you think what did you what was your bid Twenty six thousand dollars. Twenty six thousand. Yeah, I. Yeah. It, we just haven't seen many of these cars and bids does pretty well with kind of off roady SUV stuff. Um, and you would say, okay, do they do well? And is it the better platform than bring a trailer? Uh, they've had many of them, but it seems like even though BAT has had fewer, the numbers seem to be higher when they go on BAT. There was right. like the one that we reviewed. We reviewed uh, an, a, an E1S, a 2008S with big tires and they did it proper. They did have the lift. They did have the really big tires. It was all black. That thing went for 30 grand or something. Uh, we saw that turbo uh, a month before. It was a turbo SE1 and that one had 173,000 miles on it and still brought $37,000. So, uh, you know, and, and, and that one, neither of those were manuals. Those were the Tiptronic livery. version. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah the, 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 the turbo had a livery. The black one did yeah. not have a livery. Right. So this one, no livery, basic, manual. Uh, you know, the miles, 100,000 miles on this six-cylinder platform. I mean, this thing is just getting started. These are so reliable. Yeah. Uh, this is the one to get. 25 is seems to be kind of the number when you see these for sale on the open market when, if you ever do, seems to be the number. But on the okay. auction sites, you typically see them to go more. Creepy, um, yeah, right? yeah, so... so where you at? Yeah, so will this one make 30? I don't know. I, 
It's good. I think if this were on BAT, I think it's bringing 30 on here. I don't know. Uh, you said 26. Uh, I'm yeah. going to just, I'm going to, I'm going to say 27 may say, hope it yeah. makes a little bit more uh, just I because I want, you might go over. Yeah. Yeah. I, cause I'm, because it's I'm, an E2. Because it's an E2 and people want the yeah. E2 because it's the newer style. Um, I would prefer personally. I prefer the older ones, but I don't. I don't. I'm not knocking the E2s. I I don't think they look horrible. I, I like the way they look. I prefer the other ones. Um, so I don't know. Boy, that interior is so much better. Um, yeah. So I'm going to stick with my bid. Uh, Hundred thousand. Right. I sure hope it brings all the money because that would bode well for mine tomorrow morning. Absolutely. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up with you, Michael Deeb, and something that we've never really kept track of, or at least I haven't, and we've never discussed it, but we have not really paid attention to the time of day and what that oh, means yeah. to your yeah. auction. My auction for my Cayenne, and I'm going to bring First up my thing. Yeah. is the first thing in the morning. And I'm not sure how I feel about that, to be perfectly well, honest. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll find out in about 24 hours. Yeah, 25 hours. Uh, 25 <laughs> hours. So, you know, yeah. this... Ooh, so there, there's my Cayenne. Now, is this that is a obvious, race car? I think it is. I think that's the is new that a carbon GT3. carbon fiber hood? That's the new 992 right there. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're going to shoot it with a gun if you don't uh, like our page. Um, yeah. yeah, I. you know... <laughs> Oh, look at these shots. We're, uh, we're, yeah, our good friend uh, Lee Patet from Getty Images came out and helped us shoot some of these. Um, but uh, here it is just in a regular parking lot. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> 265, 65, 18s, this tire is wider than the ones on the E2. Why did yeah. he go 255s? I mean, that's what the, that's the width of the skinny little tire that they put on the factory small wheels. I mean, on a, on a 90, on a 19 inch wheel, they typically put a wider street tire. So why did he go narrower on it? I'm just baffled by that decision, but whatever. Maybe they, that's all they had in stock at his tire place. And he didn't want to wait. Yeah. I mean, finding knobby tires for a 19 inch wheel is not an easy easy. task. I will tell you that. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, which will bring more? Will this uh, E two bring more than the E one? The battle of the E's in the Cayenne off road manuals, right? Yeah, battle of the platforms, and, and this yeah. one's on cars and bids. It's, and it's, manuals it's a, and base. Yeah, so that's uh, right. That's a, I thought this interesting. was a great juxtaposition. So I'm glad yeah. we looked at it. Yep. Twenty six and twenty seven seems like it's still a great deal for an yeah. E two with a with a stick. I, yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw an E two Cayenne with a stick. Yeah, that's crazy. So, All right, what's next? There we go. All right, let's jump over to our friends at P Car Market because JP, they have a car mm, that's near like and dear one. to both of our hearts. Uh, you know, at a glance, you'd just say, "Oh, cool, nice Turbo Carrera Cabriolet," but you'd be wrong. Oh, how pretty! This is a 1986 911 Carrera Cabriolet M491, uh, which is turbo look. This is the Decepticon. Uh, what we're looking at here is a wide-body, normally aspirated 911 convertible. Um, I commend uh, PCAR for bringing this car onto their platform. Uh, there is a discrepancy here, JP. And again, I, I don't know that it's terribly going to affect this value, but it might affect this auction. Uh, it's true mileage unknown at 78,000 miles, but w- what the uh, consigner or PCAR, whoever wrote for this, said that uh, they had a problem with their uh, odometer that stopped working, and so they just mm. replaced it with another odometer. But there's no documentation to support the claim. So he goes, well, you had about this many miles, and now we have this many miles, so it's about 135,000 miles. But <laughs> you can't just throw that out there on an auction site, put it in writing, and don't have anything to back it up. So I, I, it bothers me that we're spending time talking about the odometer because all I really want to talk about is how rare this option package is and how cool this car is. Uh, a wide body cab uh, with the wing and the manual transmission. It's a 915 gearbox. This is a really cool car, uh, but it's got this scarlet letter sitting on there with the odometer, and I think that's going to crush this particular auction. And if we P-Car were if we to- were an old radio station, like in the morning yeah. show or whatever, we'd be playing circus clown music. What are they doing over there? Come on! I know. Listen. P car market is is getting defensive and want to be taken seriously, and then they allow these kind of shenanigans to go on <laughs> on their platform. This would never fly on the big three auction houses that they claim that they can steal business from. That's who yeah. they compare themselves yeah. to, not the other online auction platforms, but the big three auction houses. They would never let something like this fly. So if P car wants to be taken seriously, they have to nip this stuff in the bud and not let it 
come out while the car is live on auction. So this is... Um, yeah, or at least example, address it in a yeah. way that's not like, oh, we think it. I mean, you just have to yeah. be fully upfront and, and and transparent and people will still be interested in the car as long as you're upfront about it. But if you kind of like yeah. throw it in there, oh, well, the AC doesn't work right now, but it probably yeah. just needs a charge. It, that kind of used one. car salesman crap is just so yeah. lame. Rand when parked isn't going to fly on yeah. an auction site that takes itself seriously. And so what we're saying, and listen, please understand, I picked this car on Sunday because it was a wide body. And then when I did my mm -hmm. research, I found it had a bad odometer. I didn't pick it because it had a bad odometer mm -hmm. to pick on those guys. But if they want to be taken seriously, they have to have a vetting process that nips this stuff in the bud so that it's disclosed, you know, and, and it's transparent from from up front and then and then you just get right past it and you look at the car for what it is yeah. and what we have here is a true mileage unknown probably well over a hundred thousand miles but a rare wide body cab which i think is a super cool car so with three hours to go out of uh everson washington uh this car is sitting at just thirty five thousand dollars and jp i would say this should be a fifty to sixty five thousand dollar car i mean my god and if it didn't have even if it was the true mileage and it was original paint this could be an $80,000 car because they're so damn rare. Uh, what do you think of those wheels? Do you like those? Uh, I actually, you know me, I like a three piece wheel. Look, this yeah. car, you know, <laughs> if you submit your car to P car market, and I know from personal experience, uh, they will put, they will rush you to get you pictures to, to get your ad up. Um, and then they'll go ahead and lecture you on what they, they know, but <laughs> you'll get some intern. They're like, we know what photographs sell cars and, and you know, you don't need to do any of the process. It's like, I'm like, okay, click. Um, <laughs> look at this picture if you're taking a photo of a car why do you have your wheel turned into the dude straighten your dang wheels uh you're taking a picture of a car in the on a sunny day you've got shadows you've got i mean this is just like awful awful photography and it's just like okay I, which is fine i don't expect everyone to be a photographer i don't expect anyone uh even in, at, at an auction house to really be a photography expert um but <laughs> don't claim you are and then let stupid horrible photos like this of an absolutely beautiful car this car is beautiful and we got like eight photos uh and that's about it it's like what is happening yeah. with this listing it's that, the that picture of the driver's compartment it's one of their thumbs it's on the listing it's not in the file right the, the steering wheel is turned completely sideways i've never seen that where you photograph the interior of the car with a steering wheel knowing that the wheels are turned completely to the left like why would you do that <laughs> What, what this is the photo I mean, what even I know that yeah that shot isn't that unbelievable what are you doing for one of the for one of their highlight shots like that's a terrible photo uh they, they need to vet this stuff because this is this could be good product but it's got to be brought to market better than this uh and and that's going to cost the consigner money because this car is going to fail to reach where it should now i'm not saying this car won't sell mm -hmm. but it's not going to bring the money a wide body should and that's that's a bummer that's, that's a total bummer. such a beautiful car and would photograph so well i would love to shoot that car just because it's just oh, it, yeah. any photo you take uh is going to be great unless you're this guy yeah. and pete so anyways, market said yeah go ahead we'll run said, that good job photo guy get us just get his photos quick and we've got an intern that's going to hit some buttons it's going to be great it's like you guys don't know what you're doing oh anyways moving on Jeez. okay well what did we moving say the on. number is going to be you said 35 well, so JP, or, uh, it's at 35 now john mm -hmm. and I, again but even with the the funny odometer and the wheels on the radio that i don't like uh, personally mm -hmm. um this car by all accounts should be a fifty-five thousand dollar car yeah. and so my bid is reflective of this particular listing and the and and the the auction site that it's on. So I'm going to say $47,000 and it breaks my heart to think that that's all it'll be bid to. And then at that low a number, I can't tell you for sure that I think it's going to sell for that. So who no. knows where, where this thing's going to wind up. Uh, this car by all accounts is going to wind up in the deal tank on P car. And you've heard me ramble on that. I don't think they should do that. They don't, yep. they shouldn't have a deal tank. That's, mm, that's a yeah. The, yeah. Right. And explain to, explain to everyone what the deal tank is and what, so what, what happens, does, what, what happens with, with P car, what happens with P car that is unlike bring a trailer and cars and bids is if a car fails to meet its reserve, it's invited and it's not mandatory. I think it's invited by the consigner to keep it listed in their classified section, which is referred to as the deal tank. So there your listing will exist for, I'm guessing another 30 to 60 days. And while it's in the deal tank, uh, potential buyers are invited to make offers that are presented to the consigner for consideration. And so 
what PCAR market is ultimately doing is training their audience that if they can exercise a little bit of patience, they don't have to wait to find out what the reserve is. They can wait to just lowball the consigner for his car. And yeah. I think that costs people who don't have great product like this particular car. Uh, nobody's going to be fighting over this car at the close of auction because it's not a nice one and it's got weird stories. There are yeah. red flags surrounding that. So this is a perfect candidate for the deal tank. Um, where somebody can go in and just lowball over whatever the next highest offer was. And it, it just, it's a mess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, certainly a, a great card that people will be fighting over. They don't have to worry about that. But P-Car's got the doors open to anybody at this point, even non-Porsches. And yeah. so I just think they are, it, there's not blue sky above them because of the way their platform is set up. And I, I just, it, it doesn't make sense to me as somebody that's been in the industry. I, I don't understand why they would do it that way. And we see them allow really high reserves on everything. Uh, so it, yeah. It, yeah. Look, I bet. What do you think the reserve is on this? Would you guess? If you, if well, you, I would think a guy that's got a wide body car yeah. is going to want at least $50,000. And, yeah. and so his res it wouldn't surprise me if his reserve is set at 55 or 60, which yeah. is completely unrealistic for this car. Yeah. So what was your bid? You were 47. 47 yeah. I'm going to go 45. Yeah. I'm going to go under. I don't even know yeah. if it'll reach that. Um, because I, I think you're either. right. I think anybody that's interested in the cars is going to sit it out, wait, wait for it to not make its reserve and then, uh, do the thing. John, in the deal tank. What do you say about bring a trailer? You say it's not the place to get a deal, but it's a place to get the car you're looking for. Is that right? Yeah. Correct. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Yeah. And so I would I would contest, I would I would volley back to you, P car market's the place to get a deal. Yeah. Yeah. It really and, is. And that's and yeah. so that how are they gonna make money if that's that's mm -hmm. the mentality of the And that's not so. always the case. It's not that P car market never brings full high dollar for some yeah, of the cars surprise me. They great that, they did great on that GT two the other day, right? Uh the GT two and then that nine nine seven uh on Friday, the base nine nine seven, the steel yeah. gray one. I mean, that was great money for that car. The seller did you know, P car market did well by that seller. Uh but yeah. then it then it begs the question, all right, well if it brought that much on P car market, what would it have brought if it were on BAT? You know, would that car have made 40 just because yeah. people are crazy on BAT on something. So I, yeah. you know, it's, it's tough without a crystal ball. Um, and, yeah. uh, I think if a car does well here, it's going to do better on something else. Uh, I, I really think those guys, uh, should ditch the deal tank. The deal tank is a mess. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it just and, it just again, has a bad reputation. Our audience, our audience that knows it is like, no, don't do away with the deal tank. And the yeah, why they want the deals yeah. because they're stealing cars out of there. Mm. Oh man, my buddy Max, I don't want to say his last name because I don't want to get him in trouble, but mm. Max has been buying cars out of the deal tank since it started, and yeah. he literally fawns over the deal tank. He goes, dude, all right, this system is perfect for us, and then <laughs> he's buying cars off P Car and retailing them. Like it's unbelievable. Wow. Wow. He's buying cars for customer out of the deal tank and making money on them. Like it's just insane. If it's, you're a seller you know, of a car, do you really want to hear that uh, that people yeah. are that wholesalers are able to buy the cars and then sell them for more somewhere P else? Car is supposed to be retailing the cars and they're wholesaling them to other retailers. Mm. I mean, it's mm. that that is, explains it all right there. Yep. Uh, okay. So JP, I think we've got what two cars left. I think in my uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's get those real quick. We've got to move okay. it on because it's a Monday and we got Monday stuff to do. All right. That's what's right. next? Yeah, we're going to go see Daniel today. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm talented. Yeah. It's All on, right. buddy. Game All right, on. So let's go over to Bring a Trailer and let's go a little Italiano. Yeah. Uh, we are looking at a no reserve auction on Bring a Trailer out of seaside california which for all intent purposes jp this is at monterey this is if you're a car mm -hmm. week you could drive over and pick up this car um this is a 1976 lancia scorpion uh in the rest of the world market they call this a beta monte carlo um jp you'll be happy to know that that roof pops mm -hmm. off uh this is a mid-engine car it's two-wheel rear-wheel drive it's a manual transmission it's a twin cam motor these things are cool this is and I'm, I'm guessing, JP, but this is the coolest car you haven't driven yet. It is yeah. really a, a hoot. Now, these cars came in the United States. Uh, I think they're fuel-injected, I think, and they have a 1750 motor. Uh, in Europe, these cars came with, carp with a carburetor or carburetors. Uh, and the hot setup, of course, is to put a 2-liter in there. So the 2-liter twin cam that's built up with, say, a high-compression piston and a hot cam, now you're talking about, let's just say conservatively, 150 horsepower on ordinarily an ordinary unleaded fuel and you know jp these cars weigh like 2100 pounds that <laughs> that's a fun recipe and they handle 
spectacular. Um, Lancia raced these cars called the 0037 in World Rally Championship and won the World Rally Championship. And it's basically a wide body GT3 RS version of this car that they homologated and took rally racing that was fantastic. Um, and those cars probably made two or 300 horsepower on, you know, full race trim. But this was, um, you know, by all accounts, an affordable exotic car uh, from Lancia. Uh, Fiat's were kind of the poor man's car. Alfa's with the guy that had like gainful employment. Uh, but Maserati's and Ferraris were out of reach for most Italians after World War II. Uh, <laughs> so Lancia kind of sort of split the difference. If you had a few extra bucks, you could step up to a Lancia. Um, they weren't crazy uh, expensive. Um, but they, this was certainly a very exotic-looking car to run around in, um, and just a really neat car. You saw when they flip up that um, rear hatch, JP, the motor is crept up to the rear bulkhead, and then there's like a small compartment for stuff and a spare tire under there. I mean, there's just huh. really neat packaging um, in this car. I can't say enough nice things about it. Pin and Farina designed it. That's the one who designed your Magnum PI Ferrari, um, one of the great Italian design houses, if not the biggest one uh, and most commonly known in the United States. These cars languish in the secondary market because, again, like the Fiats and Alphas of their day, they were built with Russian steel that was non-treated for corrosion. Um, the steel arrived in Italy, and they just assembled the cars with it. They didn't treat it. So if you kept this car in Seaside, California, uh, it had to be indoors or you'll lose this car to rust, um, which is a shame. So uh, values on these, JP, are really inexpensive. We're looking at $6,100 with almost five hours still to go. Uh, the car has had a little bit of action, which is promising 16 bids. Um, but you know, the watermark for this car is probably 10 grand. So what do you think? Do you, have you ever seen one in person? Do you recognize this car? I do. I've always loved them. I've always wanted one. I've always wanted to drive one and I've done none of those things. Yeah. Um, oh, there is so cool. one in Las Vegas for sale. The guy showed up to one of the local car shows. I think it was Espresso and Exotics uh, yeah. last summer. And I think he wanted something like seven grand for it or something like that. And <laughs> I don't remember crazy. any of the particulars, but I remember looking at it going, God, that's that's a lot of fun for that. If I had a spot yeah. for it. Um, so it's nice. It'll, you know, this is the right platform. This is the kind of platform that is going to remind people that this car exists. Uh, yep. it, for those who, who haven't, haven't this, this car hasn't entered their minds in 20 years. They're going to be cruising B8. You're like, Oh, I remember right. those. Oh, exactly. Yeah. And they're exactly. gonna be like, Oh man, I want that. So yep. uh, let's, uh, where do you think it's going to land? I don't know. Okay. So just really quickly, JP, I just want to, this car has mm -hmm. an Anza exhaust, which is going to sound, good they put a mm -hmm. almost steering wheel on there which mod I'm sure seven you right away yep and uh they dropped this car on ibox springs so they probably put mm. some coney probably switched to like coney yellows or even coney reds with the ibox springs so this car by all accounts is great now those are little tiny 14 inch wheels and that bolt pattern is four by 98 good luck finding a set of 15 inch <laughs> wheels yeah. in that bolt pattern but if you do that will transform the image of this car. It'll look amazing. Uh, and in a few stickers and away you go. I would even put a race harness in it, JP. It would look really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, so I think, listen, really extraordinary examples of these cars will bring over right around 20 grand. But I think wow. this car today, if he gets all the money and it's because it's in California and it's because it's on Bring a Trailer, it'll be 12 grand. I'm going to say 12 grand as my guess. But it, it's still at only $6,100. That's a long way to go, even on four mm. and a half hours. Um, so we'll see if it gets up that high. It, I still think the watermark is right around 10000 for this particular car. Yeah. So what do you say? You can go ahead and park your yeah, with me. Yeah, doubling, doubling, doubling the number seems uh, aggressive. I, it certainly has the potential for it because it is so neat. But yeah, I'll just yeah. say 10 That's kind of where I was thinking uh, because yeah. it, you know the, the, the color combo, the white with the blue is actually pretty cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to say ten grand. We'll see where we'll be watching this one. And Very we'll probably good. see more of these come out of the garage if this does well. I hope well. so. I yeah. really hope so. Listen, yeah. JP, from the late 60s all the way through the early 70s, and then when these Lancias stopped coming to the United States shortly thereafter, almost all of the cars, the, the Beta Zagato, the Beta Coupe, um, the Fulvias, and the Sport Zagatos, they're all front-engine, front-wheel drive. Um, the Betas... Uh, Beta Zagato and the Beta Coupes had uh, just inline twin cam motors, but those mm. Fulvias and those Sport Zagatos all had V4s and their front wheel drive. Mm. They're really fun cars to drive, but they're really interesting because uh, none of them were designed to be rear wheel drive. So this car is the, the rare 
Lancia from a later era that is a rear-wheel drive car, and they are a hoot on a back road. So good nice. luck to the seller, and congratulations to the new buyer if it makes reserve. Uh, actually, wasn't that a no-reserve auction? Yeah, no reserve auction on that Lancia. So it's going to sell. Nice, nice. All right, right, let's get the last car of the day. Cars and Bids is offering a 2003 C2 Carrera. This is a coupe, manual, rear-wheel drive, narrow body. Uh, It's not a 4S, but it is a really beautiful car sitting on 18-inch wheels. Uh, It has had the bearing, but I will caution you that it is a ceramic bearing, and the ceramic bearing also has a shelf life. That, That bearing... If you're going to keep this car and you're going to drive that car, that bearing will have to be redone again. Um, and I don't know what the lifespan is. So you'll really have to dig down and talk to your either Porsche dealer, especially if you have a classic partner nearby you, uh, or you'll talk to your favorite Porsche independent uh, mechanic uh, like Todd or Tony. Um, anyway, this car's got 89,000 miles out of Encinitas, California, which is down in Southern Cal. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that sand dollar sea of gray interior, but I am a fan of this car. And JP, those 18s look really good on the narrow body. I'm, I'm surprised at how much I'm loving the look of this because I, I'm not a fan of that wheel. It looks okay on a GT2, but most other cars that have it doesn't really do it for me. But, man, something about it on this silver car, it looks really good. Must be just the right light or something. But there you go. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is a you know narrow body 996. This is not that much different from the 40th anniversary. Yes, it has less horsepower, right. but not by a whole lot. Um, this right. car is probably worth half, or at least a minute ago it was. Uh, you know, nowadays the prices are a little different, so it's hard to tell. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up. This is a dot two. This this right. has the 3.6. This has the updated front end. Um, the I am so with you. The interior is just that sea of gray, and that's not okay with me. Um, you know. It, it and it's just sad. If this was no. a black interior, it would be transformative for the overall look of the car. Uh, I, the look, let, let's talk. I mean, IMS, IMS is just talked about over and 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 over again. And here's my take yeah. on the IMS thing. Um, ceramic versus LN versus anyone that makes another version. I've seen LNs fail. Uh, I've seen factory ones fail. I've yeah. seen ceramic ones fail. Ask so yeah, yeah, ask our friend. We have personal friends. This isn't like anecdotal. This is stuff that we know people personally who yeah. have had this ha- these, these problems, unfortunately. Um, that is just something that you live with as a 996 owner. Far fewer of them actually do fail than you would think. But um, whoever you talk to has their own opinion, and it just it varies from one person to the other. And I'm going to say it right now. Nobody knows what they're talking about. Nobody. Sure. Myself, uh, any independent, the, sh- the, the dealerships, nobody knows what the F they're talking about when it comes to the uh, IMS bearing because <laughs> it the the – the information is so crazy. You know, one person says, I had the same uh, bearing forever and it was fine. The other guy's, well, I replaced mine, upgraded it when it had 30,000 miles and it blew up anyway when it had 32,000 miles. I mean, it's like, yeah. there's no, it, and JP, it, yeah. JP, haven't you seen some cars with like high miles that just have never had the bearing replaced and they've yeah. just kept driving them, right? Yeah. The yeah, vast majority of them, yeah, the vast yeah, majority yeah. of them have never had them replaced. So, you know, yeah. there, there is a school of thought that says, well, if it's got higher miles and it hasn't been replaced, don't mess with it. Uh, messing yeah. with it will be what causes it, you know? And how do you, how right. would you know really scientifically who, how the heck would you possibly know if changing it was the cause of the failure or if, you know, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it really is maddening. It's just, I, the way I see it is that when you change a clutch, change the bearing, just do yeah. that. That's, you know, cause it's an extra 500 bucks when you're in there, uh, doing right. it without the clutch, uh, you're looking at, uh, something like 2,500 bucks or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. um, yeah, but, uh, but for by and large, these cars are very reliable. It's not uncommon to see them with 130, 150, 180,000 right. miles right. on them. Um, and they are just the most bang for the, so much fun. Where's this car sitting right now? It's at 21 so- grand. On thirty bids, JP, yeah. a lot of action yeah. for Doug. Yeah. That's a that's a this is a this is a very interesting auction. There are people yeah. watching this car, uh, yeah. and so I'd say that this car has got a chance to bring uh, money that'll make the consigner happy. Yeah, and that's specifically why I chose this car because again, I do own a narrow body uh, of the same year. Now mine is different from this one. We can talk about why uh, on another episode. Uh, right. But if this one does well, then mine has the potential to just go bonkers. Um, Absolutely. So I'm very paying very very close attention to this car. Uh, the 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 uh, the turbo thrust wheels on on this car I do uh-huh. think look good, and I am surprised that the offset isn't sticking out on the back. I'm a little. 
you know, I wonder if they got or or isn't like sunk in rather because they're designed for a narrow body. So, yeah, I'd have to look at that more closely, see if you need spacers on them. But yeah, I think if this car were lowered a little bit, you know, if you put just H and R springs or or, yeah. or went nuts and put coilovers on it, this car that coilovers would just completely convert this car into a, just the greatest track rat ever. Uh, oh my and, god! And yeah, those are. It'd be interesting to also find out if those are turbo wheels or if those are the wheels off the C four S, because they look identical, but one is hollow, one is not. Mm. Well, yeah, and the uh, the GT two were hollow spoke too. They were uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, uh, it's more man hours to make them that way. Well, yeah, and to, the way to tell is if, if you're ever out there and you want to know, um, just and if you can't see the backside of the wheel, you can just run your hand behind one of the spokes. If it has grooves in it, they're solid. If it's smooth along the back of the spoke, it's hollow. Um, yeah. So it's very easy to tell. Your hands will get dirty though, so be aware of that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, what yeah. you're saying is too is if those rears are so big and they're not sticking out on this narrow body car, I wonder if what this guy has is four fronts, four front wheels that are all the same size. You know? Yeah, I think with the offset, and I always get dyslexic when it comes to offset. I think with the wide body yeah. wheel, it wouldn't Design stick out. I think no, I don't think it would stick out. I think it would be sunk in um, because the offset is in instead of whatever i don't want it to get into an offset discussion but either way yeah. this thing looks looks i think those wheels look great on there uh and uh, i actually do, you know they're period correct and i think they do give that particular car a lot of pop if it were lower it would look way better uh i'd love to see uh yeah. anyways okay so where's this car gonna land deep with 30 bit 30 so bids JP, and two hours ago yeah 30 bids still on cars and bids uh just twenty thousand dollars uh, so I'm going for the second time today. I'm going to bid twenty six thousand dollars and say that it sells. Twenty six grand. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I think that's a fantastic bid, and I am just gonna hope that it goes higher. And so I'm gonna bid higher than you. I'm gonna say twenty seven, uh, and right. hope it hope it reaches there. I would like to see this car reach thirty. I don't think it will, <laughs> but I'd sure like to see it reach 30. That would be interesting. Yeah, and it, listen, it just based on this car being in California, the bearing mm-hmm. is being done, and mm-hmm. with the number of bids that it has, I wouldn't be surprised if it got up to 28 or higher. Yeah. Uh, and that would be totally acceptable to me. I'm fine with that. That's that's cool. I'm happy that the 996 is coming out of the dumpster. Uh, I'm just bummed I don't have my 40th anniversary or C4S yet. <laughs> well, I'm sure we uh, we can make that happen. All right, guys. Well, there it is. You've just watched another edition, a brand new Monday edition of Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids, Bring a Trailer, and all the popular automotive enthusiast auction websites. Uh, if you haven't already... Uh, thanks, Michael Deeb, for uh, farting. Uh, we appreciate yep, that. Yawn. That was a nice noise. A thanks. Uh, uh, if you haven't already, uh, please go ahead and subscribe. Hit the like button. Um, let, you know, share share this channel with your friends. Let people know that we're out here uh, doing this Monday through Friday for you guys. <laughs> let us know what cars you want us to review because we pick most of the cars, but sometimes we get uh, suggestions from the viewers, and we love those uh, even more. So uh, let us know what you want to talk about, and uh, also let us know if we're nuts, if our bids are crazy, if we don't know what we're talking about because we. <laughs> will tell you straight up we know we don't know what we're talking about we like to hear it from you when you say we don't know what we're talking about so do so (laughs) please all right guys uh we hope we see you tomorrow uh remember my cayenne my uh i'm gonna give my one last plug for my personal shameless plug plug. uh you know if you you want this car this is my 2008 (laughs) cayenne with a manual six-speed you need this thing come and get it it's in las vegas JP, our audience is right. You're totally biased. I am completely, (laughs) totally biased. Uh, Come and buy my car tomorrow. It's the first auction of the day uh, that uh, we will, tomorrow we will go, we will do our show and then uh, we'll take a quick break. And as soon as the show's over, we're going to go live Live for the last hour prior, you know, Uh, hour leading up to my auction. Uh, So uh, you'll double the bid tomorrow. Watch JP cry live on TV. It's going to be awesome. You're going to see tears. Tears. The chin is going to start to go when it gets down Uh, to like 10 seconds. Man, someone's (laughs) going to steal my 957. Uh, Thanks for people. People need to know your your truck is running tomorrow with no reserves. So it's all on the line. Yeah. It sells tomorrow no matter what. It's true. No matter what. Yep. (laughs) All right, guys. uh, We will see you tomorrow. Have a great Monday and a great week. Bid nerds, bid. Uh, what is it? Bid early, bid often? I don't know. We don't have a slogan. Yeah. I think Get our slogan is. Nerds! <laughs>